Welcome to week three of the Packer Backer Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Patterson, and I'm super excited to be back at it with my co-hosts, Brett, Robert, and Zach. And this week, you guys, we are going to be talking about the 2020 schedule. Last week, man, we kind of dove into so much last week. We, we, we jumped into draft night reactions, talked about our biggest shocks and disappointments. We talked about the vision coming to life that Goody and LaFleur are trying to establish in Green Bay. They want to be a run first team. Um, I don't think Brett is feeling that right now, but hopefully, you know, maybe maybe that will change. He even said it could change in two years. So I'm definitely holding back some hope for that one. We talked about if the guys in the locker room are buying into this, you know, did we love or hate the quarterback in round one? I think we all like Jordan Love as the player. We, I think we all agree he needs some time, though. Um, so having a couple years to sit behind Rodgers isn't a bad thing. Brett touched on something. Rodgers has to buy in um, and hold Hopefully he buys in. We talked about top available free agents that we should try to sign. It's clearly, clearly Goldie is bargain shopping right now. Because if you look at the numbers, you guys, all the free agents he signed this year, it's all under 13 million for all of them combined. He spent a little over $12 million in free agency. So he's definitely not trying to break the bank in free agency. And then lastly, we gave everybody our draft grades. And I mean, it was a bit of a somber episode, right, fellas? 100%. It was. <laughs> somber for sure. It was somber but therapeutic. It I think was. I needed to get that off my chest. I, I think we all did, Brett. I think you nailed it. It was very therapeutic. <laughs> it was very therapeutic, but I also think it was realistic. I think a lot of people felt like how we felt watching that. But I'm also glad that we didn't record it the next day. I think we we were able to provide our listeners with some some real content, not really short sighted stuff, with some insight on these players and and some insight on this vision that they're trying to build in Green Bay. Whether they can execute it and make it happen, that's another discussion, right guys? Oh, I agree. Sure. We'll you find know. out. <laughs> we, we will find out immediately, right? Week one of the 2020 season, we get the Minnesota Vikings. I, I don't think we get Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings get the Packers. And ah, I feel sorry for oh, them. Oh, we get our first win at, at their stadium and now everybody's all excited, huh? That's what I'm hoping. No, I think, I think that's a perfect game to kick off the 2020 season because it's going to say a lot, right? We talked about Minnesota being in the best shape after the draft, right? We talked about that thing and all right, man, they killed the draft. They definitely closed the gap on the Packers um, because we didn't feel like the Packers did a ton to get better and we thought Minnesota did. So let's dive into the 2020 schedule a little bit, man. What are you thinking about that week one game, guys? I don't know. I Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm really mixed on it myself, Dex. I, uh, I like the fact that we get them early right off the bat but I'm also scared as hell that we have to play at Minnesota for that first game but I'm hoping with a lot of the good young rookies they drafted hopefully they won't be in the swing of things to get us kicked off this year and we can steal a win on the road Brett I'm kind of on the same way like with Zach um, I currently have them losing uh, that first game but if they were able to go into Minnesota and walk away with a win that's going to be a huge uh, game to set the tone to start the season what about you Robert how are you feeling about week one well I think I think we probably do end up losing week one however I mean one thing I think the Packers have going in favor is that I think we'll have a little bit more chemistry going for us because I think a lot of these new players like Jefferson and, and some of these other folks and losing digs is going to be a big deal for the Minnesota offense. I'm not expecting them to come out on all cylinders this year unless they decide to focus on the run more and do more more stuff there. But I, I think I, I suspect this will be a loss, unfortunately. But don't forget their their new secondary is pretty much, I mean, the whole thing's pretty much revamped or at least half of it and they're going to have some 
some really young players. So with the new run game scheme, uh, you know, hopefully some play action passing, uh, maybe Rodgers can pick them apart in that week one showdown with that young secondary. You know, the one thing that Green Bay has going for him going into that first game is they didn't lose any specialist starters on offense. Where Minnesota, they have a uh, Diggs who's gone and bringing in Jefferson with uh, everything going on with COVID and not being able to do OTAs, training camp may be affected. They may not be on the same page chemistry wise to start that game. So, you know, Green Bay may have an edge there. You know, what's so funny is everybody is just expecting Minnesota just to take this huge leap with rookies. They lost nine starters, you guys. They're going to be starting three rookie cornerbacks. Good luck. Good luck with three rookie cornerbacks against Aaron Rodgers week one. They're stepping into the NFL and they got to face Aaron freaking Rodgers for their first game with three rookie cornerbacks. I will tell you this. Out of both of the games we have week one in Minnesota, that's the best shot they have at beating the Packers this season, in my opinion. I'm excited that it's happening week one, but good luck, man, with three rookie cornerbacks trying to battle it out with Aaron Rodgers week one. I'll take my chances with the Pack. I think I'm in agreement with you there, Dex. I just got to hope that Rodgers can carve up that young secondary and we can get that run game going. I think it'll be a close game, of course, rivalry game. I don't see anybody running away with it either, so it should be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited about it. One big fear I have, though, is that is Delvin Cook against our new inside linebacking core. That's mm. going to be a that's going to be a big test week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to we're going to see if our run defense is proved or not right away. I mean, if, if, if I'm Minnesota, I'm trying to smack them right in the mouth, too, with the run. Yep. I mean, the last time we played football, they ran it down our throat. I mean, I wouldn't blame them. I'm with you on that one, Robert. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not oh, I'm not overly confident. I'm just saying, like, if, it, if we're going to beat the Vikings, it's going to be that game. I just feel like it's week one. I think by week eight, when we play them again, those rookie cornerbacks have settled in a little bit. You know, it's a little different. I mean, it also is at Lambeau. I mean, we'll get in that, into that one in a little bit. I'd say other than that week one game, week three, you guys, against the Saints is the only one in um, in the first four games that gives me a little worry in this Packers schedule. What about yeah, you guys? I mean, you've got Vikings, rough. Vikings, Lions, Saints, and Falcons. I, I mean, to me, there's three and one, two and two for me in those first four games. I'd love to hear what you think. That's kind of on the same length as me, Dex. I, I went with the conservative two and two with a hopeful three and one. Um, I think we can go three and one. I, ju- I just don't see any way we're going to go into New Orleans and beat that team. Uh, hopefully they shock us, but man, that is a tough game to start off the first four weeks of the season. I wish we were coming into that game on the road after a bye week. No such luck there. Yeah, I agree. I have uh, Green Bay going two and two over the first four weeks with both losses coming away and both wins coming at home. The Saints, I think, are just too damn good, and Green Bay has a little bit of growth there. Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with Brett and Zach as well, and especially with the Saints, because Emmanuel Sanders just makes that offense even more dangerous than it already was. It's not like he's he's gonna it's gonna be a long curve for him to learn the offense. I think their offense is gonna be as good as it's been. It's to me they're a very scary team overall. Yeah, face. the rich definitely got richer with that one. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know what's crazy is the Packers were in the running to to get him too. Yeah, uh, he I mean, said he was their next choice. He yeah, was he was. Day. Yeah, they. I mean, so Goody was trying. You know, uh, Packer faithful out there that are still crying about the wide receiver position is not like this guy is not trying. But what he has said is he's not going to bring in some young guy or some guy he doesn't think is going to beat somebody out on our current roster. And that makes a lot of sense to me, man. So, but he's trying to go get some guys. So yeah, I think I, I'm with you, man. Going on a road to New Orleans, facing that offense with Sanders addition just is uh, a little nerve wracking to say the least. I will say the rest. I mean, we're going to talk more in depth about this 
schedule, but that's <laughs> after the bye, week six to week nine is brutal. That is yeah. a brutal stretch. Yeah. Zach, that's a perfect segue. I mean, we, we all agree two and two seems fair for those first four games, right? Yep. Yeah, I I, I would say worst case scenario two and two, but yeah. hope for hope for well, obviously hope for four and zero, but realistically hope for three and one, and we call that a win yeah. for the first four weeks for sure. Yeah, I, I I can see three and one. I think realistically it's probably two and two, but yeah. I would not be shocked at three and one. But then we get the early buy, which kind of stinks. What do you guys think about that? Bad luck. Yeah, don't like it at all. Man, nope. I mean, I feel like a, a buy in week five, and then you go through this gauntlet of Tampa Texans. <laughs> Vikings and Niners. You're going to need a bye after those four games. I wish we had a week 10 bye. I think the schedule makers hate us. You know, I honestly don't mind it too much just because the first four weeks, we'll get enough film and whatnot and be able to make early adjustments. I think with everything going on with COVID, I'm going to keep touching on that. With everything going on with COVID, that week, that bye week, that early may be huge for us. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, true. I, I can see that too, Brett. And and we're definitely going to touch on, on the idea of how COVID is in impacting football in general. I mean, cause we, there could be a possibility that we are watching games with no fans in the stands. I don't know about you guys, but I did watch a little bit of the Korean baseball the other day. <laughs> so, wow. I was just kind of like, I'm really watching this and there's nobody in the stands and umpires have masks on and like, this is actually real live sports happening and I was like, there's definitely a way that this can work. I just don't know how it's going to work with football. Yeah, I don't, man, I'm I'm on that thing where I'd, I'd almost rather than just hold out. I mean, I want sports back, but I like going to games too, you know, and I don't, uh, it just frustrates me to not have, it's just going to be weird dynamic. I mean, it'll be great to have sports, but I guess we'll get a feel for NASCAR coming up up here, hey? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you out of the podcast. He's bringing up NASCAR during this. <laughs> it was a joke. You excommunicated. Go back to Canada for Christ's sake. I don't sake. even like NASCAR. <laughs> Our fans might like NASCAR, you know. Okay, for the fans that like NASCAR, I'm praying for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of my buddies actually works on a pit crew, man. He's pretty cool. Oh, dope. we love NASCAR here then. Yeah, he's it. pretty, he's a pretty cool guy, man. I think that's a good, I mean, think about how dope of a job would that be? Like, uh, to think about it, being on a pit crew, that's kind of yeah, cool, would be sweet. man. I mean, yeah, you should see good. the pictures and the stuff he posts, like the videos and like him and his wife got a reality TV show now. It's freaking crazy, but Nuts. it's awesome. Yes, we'll, we like we'll NASCAR that fans that we'll listen that to our, we like NASCAR fans that listen to our podcast. We sure <laughs> do. <laughs> no, no, like, honestly, guys, what other games making you nervous here? I mean, we're going into week six through nine. There's a few there. Yeah, I, I think the game that scares me the most of those next games is San Francisco, in all honesty. That 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 game, to me, feels like, I don't know how we win that game. You know, it's... It's a Thursday, too. Yeah, Ugh. it's a short week. It's a Thursday game. Ugh. Brutal. On the road, after playing the Vikings. Yeah, it, 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 the, thing, the thing is, what I'm worried about in that game is I think we'll lose for the same reasons that we did last year is that I just unless these young guys that we drafted I, I don't see a lot of changes on either of our offensive or defensive lines that make me think that we're going to be able to handle that kind of physical team right. that's what worries me about that that game more than anything I think they'll just brutalize us that's honestly what I think will happen when we play them well they traded Brita in the draft so that's good but you could throw me back there and I could probably run on the Packers defense against when I'm playing for the 49ers yeah they yeah, got Trent looks Williams. like they're losing a couple yeah. of 
but are backs though. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if they're going to be keeping Coleman either. Any any word on Coleman? No, I haven't heard anything on Coleman either. That's true. Yeah, so they, we'll see. I mean, I mean, they still have their guy. Mostert's their guy. So oh, for sure. And they got Trent Williams over Staley. I actually think that's an upgrade. It, it might be a minority. It's definitely an upgrade. Trent yeah. Williams is better than Joe Staley. Honestly, uh, David Bakhtiari should have been on the All Decade team over Joe Staley. That's another conversation. Yeah, I agree. Week um, six, Zach. TB twelve. Go blue. Bucks. Packers. Take you back to the. We're going back to the Battle of the Bays, you guys. <laughs> like old school Mike Allstott type Suit shit. Suit up, Warren you know? Sapp. Suit him Warren, up, Warren. Done. You know. All like. Oh my God. Like let's go. Let's go. Week six. Tampa Bay don't want none. It's gonna be interesting with the whole TB twelve in Tampa. It's either gonna be an awesome success for them or it's gonna be a huge disaster. I I just he's never you know it's Tom Brady. He's gonna be good, but I just. The expectations are so high for Tampa right now, and their fan base is just there's actually fans there now. They're probably going to fill their stadium every game. But it's all such of a sudden, an awesome city, though. Like, is, you go yeah. down there, it is like, I love going down to that area. Yeah, I'd love to see a game there. down there. I mean, to see the Packers and Bucks would be dope. Let's bring Let's, the podcast we, down there. Man, we could record live on the beach. We could be in Clearwater, like, kicking it, you know? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, Zach, um, Zach makes all the money now. He, he can pay for our tickets okay i like yep. that or you can just throw Thank us in exactly. the back of one of his trucks yeah we'll just truck it down there endless <laughs> supply of pepsi or mountain dew pick your poison <laughs> oh shameless plug right there <laughs> i love it to our um, lo- to our listeners is it soda or pop 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 soda or pop baby that that that's a debate right there is it soda or pop and if yeah, you live so- in the south everything is coke no everything's just a damn coke yeah. which is it's, hilarious and yeah. then you you ask for a coke and they ask you which kind of like i want a what damn kind? coke yeah yeah what kind of I, coke? I want a what coke and a mean? smile Come on now. A Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. I want to be, I'm going to call out that I'm not the first one to say fuck in this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're going to tell that to the Bucks in week six. We're going to tell that to Watson and J.J. Watt in week seven. I mean, honestly, I wish we would have got Vikings later in the, you know, in the year so it could be a little colder at Atlanta. When we yeah. face them at home, yeah. you know, um, the thing I like about it though is five of the first of eight games are going to be our toughest games all year. Yeah, Twice against Minnesota, yeah. Uh, yeah. 49ers, Saints, yeah. and Buccaneers. And Saints out of the way. The out second the way. half of this season is much much nicer than the first half. It is. I agree. But, and yep. and we have five of our last eight at home. Yeah, that's really nice. That's nice, guys. And Chicago yeah, away to end the year is like a home game because it's either Trubisky <laughs> or Foles, and they suck. So we're good there. <laughs> All right, so week six through through nine, what do you got? I, I mean, honestly, I got us. I, I'm kind of feeling the same about those week six through nine as I did one through four. I see three and one as a possibility, but more likely two and two. I'm kind of feeling the same way, Dex. I, I want three and one. Honestly, if we could pull two of those off, uh, I'd be happy with that too and just go into the second half of the season at 500 and make a little run. I actually have Green Bay going one and three during that stretch. I bet you um, do. Um, the Vikings scare me, and that's the one loss that I have that you probably are counting as a win. But I have them be- losing the Buccaneers, beating the Titan, uh, Texans, losing the Vikings, and losing the 49ers. See, I think those first three are winnable games. You really that fourth think- one, though, I just yeah. don't, I don't know. I just, 
the Niners. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, the way the way the Niners smashed us, and until we prove otherwise, I don't see how we yeah. can even feel until like we we're, smash them. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't see how we can say, yeah, we got a chance to. Well, no, yeah. we actually don't yet. They wiped um, the floor of us twice last but Brad, year. But I'm not, I'm not saying, and and this is why I said I see three and one, but realistic two and two. I could see them losing to the Vikings. I don't, I'm not saying that I can't see that. You know, it is a little earlier in the year, and I even mentioned their corners probably being a little more comfortable by that. So yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that, but at home, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the pack at home. Uh, going back to what we were talking about with no fans in this uh, stadium, if we were playing with no fans at all, it's a neutral site. You don't have that uh, momentum from the fans and that energy from the fans. So saying that they're playing from home, it's not really playing at home. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, man. That's something that we, and that's a, that's a factor that we don't even know about yet. You know, it's so up in the air and that definitely is a possibility that they could be playing these games at home with no fans in the stand. Well, they're not going to be on turf. They're going to be outside, so that is a little different. Um, They're used to playing their home games on turf inside, so I mean, the same could be said for them week one, right? What's their huge advantage in that big indoor stadium? Is that skull clap and those crazy fans going crazy and that annoying ass horn? You know what I mean? Like, is that stuff? <laughs> yeah, but they'll be still pumping in that fake fan noise anyway, so it'll be like a regular game for them. <laughs> oh, it's, just, uh, uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's like, oh, made me want to puke. That skull chant is so stupid. I Gosh. hope this gets posted on some Viking fan board right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my Viking fan friend what does skull mean he's like it means skull i'm like oh you're a typical vikings fan can't even explain your own chant it's just our battle cry well it's stupid it is very stupid battle cry are you kidding me it's like a battle whine it's our it's because they can't form actual words so they just kind of grunt oh man so i mean i don't know man first eight weeks i i got the pack going four and four man i mean that's kind of where i where i where I sit right now. Brett, are you at you at three and five? Yep. He really wants that top ten pick next year. <laughs> Robert, we're after where you got us after eight weeks, bro. I got us at four and four as well. I mean, I think I think the, the team that's a little bit overrated, and it's they're looking at all the offensive signings, you know, the Tampa Bay, they, they got Tom Brady and they made all these moves Gronk. and the Gronk and everything else. But what no one's talking about is they haven't done jack for their defense. And and that, this is where I think they could they could be exploited. And that's why, especially coming off the bye week, we have a whole week to prepare for Tampa Bay, and they're coming off a game. So I, I, I think, I think we, I, I kind of, even though I put that as a loss, I think that's a game that we, I actually have a good chance of stealing. So we could go, we could go five and three. I, I, I could see a scenario where we could go five and three, um, beat Tampa Bay. Zach, what about you, man? You got us at where you, uh, Brown? You at four and four as well? Yeah, I'm on that fence. I'm four and four, five and three, and honestly, uh, me being the Michigan home. Homer here, my TB12, I'm actually thinking that's going to be a, a pretty easy win for us. Um, maybe I'm a little overconfident, but I like our matchup with our outside linebackers against a Brady that doesn't have the best line in front of him, and he can't move. So I like to see Big Z come in there and get a couple hits on him, 
get him shuffle on his feet a little bit. I, I know he has the weapons. He can get rid of the ball quick, but I don't know. That game just doesn't scare me that much. Yeah, I'm not scared of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, well, to be honest with you. They got to, a lot to, to prove, you know. To Rob's point, though, where he said that uh, Buccaneers be coming off a game before Green Bay, they play Thursday night, so they're going to essentially have a bye week before they play Green Bay. Yeah, that's true. It's true. They'll have an extra three days to prepare. Zach hit on something that's big, too. That Tampa line is not very good. I think we're going to wreak havoc on Brady. Yeah, I think I'm drawing a blank, too. Who's their back? Who's the running back right now? Ronald they Jones. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. And then Jones, they, okay. they also drafted Keyshawn Vaughn out of Wake Forest, okay. who will probably end up being their starter because he can actually catch the football. And they'll and sign they, somebody else. So. I, I will say to Robert's point, too, Tampa's defense was vastly underrated last year. Shaq Barrett turned out to be a stud. I wanted Packers to trade for him two years ago. and he Yeah, I, we talked freak. about him a ton in the chat, guys, yep. about liking Shaq Barrett. Yep. And then yep. look what he ended up becoming. And he, I mean, we now, did their defense stuff, was decent. They're good on the front seven, yeah. but they're, they were terrible in the secondary. Yeah, yeah you they, can um, exploit their, their secondaries. They made some moves in a draft that could help there, but, you know, completely relying on Rookies is not ideal. Agree with that. I think they could be had in the secondary still. Um, but they're, fr- and they also, they lost. Did, oh, actually, did Sue re up, didn't he? I believe he did. Yeah, I, I think Sue re up. So I think they'll still be damn good in the, in the front seven. And then they also, the linebackers coming back healthy this year, too. So, and moving on to that next game, too, like the Texans, they get rid of one of the best receivers in football for some chopped liver. I, I don't understand. Obviously. We're going to smash the Texans. Yeah, I'm I don't. worry about They them. got, they got our old boy Randall Cobb who I mean he's not DeAndre Hopkins I mean come on that's like uh, trading Randy Moss for Bill Schrader you know I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking there but (laughs) maybe not Bill Schrader but you know it's pretty bad to get rid of Hopkins and replace him. Dude, you get rid of Hopkins, and then they like going to replace him with, like, How about concussion Cobb. cooks? They, they <laughs> also traded for uh, Brandon <laughs> Cook. Yeah, Brandon no, Cooks. Brandon no, concussion Cook. Cooks. Cooks. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not even going to make it through a whole season. No. Yeah. Who knows? Cobb might not either. What a joke. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it all depends on their defense. Uh, with Watt, if he's healthy, if, they, if Watt's healthy, that defense could stifle Green Bay's offense. But I don't think so. They lost Clowney, double Watt. They don't have much, dude. They lost a lot. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Watt, they lost the Honey Badger. Like they don't have nothing, dude. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, their defense isn't what it used to be. I don't think they scare many people at all. And, and when's the last time Watt's done a, has actually played a full season? He played really well. Don't get me wrong, but he getting hurt. You know, yeah. like. Who when, knows, he's, when he's there, he's great. Even when he's hurt, he plays. And when he plays hurt, he plays well. He just when he gets really hurt and can't play. I mean, obviously he's not there, so it doesn't really. Yeah. And then he doesn't have Clowney to come back and pick up the slack anymore. So it's yeah, they don't scare me. There. They don't scare me at all. I'm no. honest with you. Like I just I look at that and I, I I can see the three and one. I mean, it depends where we are against the Vikings week eight. But yeah, I can you know I'll, I'll probably lean to the four and four there on on an air on the side of caution. But going. Yeah. Into week ten through thirteen, I see four and zero. Oh. We actually get the Eagles in December at home. The rest of those games do not freaking scare me one bit. Give me four and zero oh, week ten through thirteen. What y'all got? Jalen Hurts going to be starting by thirteen. He could well, be. W- Wentz will make it out of the first game. The guys, uh, their version of Mister Glass. He could be. I'm just saying. I look at that, and we get them. We, we get them in December at Lambeau. Bring it on, man. Give me four and zero week ten through thirteen. We'll take man. that any day. So I actually went three and one. 
line with the Eagles being the only loss. I don't even want to talk to you right now. That, that's all right. <laughs> you think they're losing to the Eagles at home in December? You, you already know how I feel about the season, so without getting in depth, anything can happen. I, I'll, I'll I'll sum up the, uh, my schedule and my rankings uh, when we, we get all through this. It's all good. What about you, Robert? What you got? Week well, uh, ten through thirteen. Ten through thirteen. I mean, you're, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably, I got two and two, and here's why I do. And these, I think all the, I think two of these games are going to be really close games. I, I think Indianapolis is actually a lot better than people think. I think that's a game that actually. That's kind of a trap game. You know, we got Jacksonville, we got Chicago, and then we got Indianapolis in the middle there. And even though Phillip Rivers is not a quarter of the player he was, they got a really good team around him. And that, that, that's where I kind of worried that, about them a little bit. Their defense is really good. So I think that's a game that we, we could lose. And it kind of depends, I think, and how well some of our newer guys adjusted. And I have Philly. I love Brett there. And I think Philly might very well be a loss. Got to keep in mind, when we played Philly last year, they kind of did the same thing that San Francisco did to us. They beat us up up front. That's what they did. They were able to run those huge chunks of yards against us. We weren't able to really uh, stop them. So that game kind of scares me. Now, I'll, I'll preference it by saying this. If Wentz plays, that Philly game, to me, looks like a loss. If he doesn't, then I think that's a game we probably win. But, you know, that's that's the whole thing, is, is Wentz make it that far? We just don't know. So I got two and two on that, just because I think the Indy game is a trap game, and I think they're a much better team than people think. I what see, about I, you, Zach? I, I, Indy doesn't... I, I mean, I know Phillip Rivers is there now, and he's probably definitely an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett, but at, at this stage in his career, um, he had a rough year for turnovers last year. He was like Jameis Winston West Coast last year. I just, I, I know Indy's a different team and a different, but he had so many playmakers in, in with the Chargers last year, and he still turned the ball over a lot. I know they wanted him to save a lot of games, but I, that game doesn't really scare me. Indy's a, actually a, a tough place to play. Their fans are loud, but I just, I don't know. I, that, that game doesn't really worry me. I'm kind of with you, Dex. I, I think three and one, um, four and oh, you never know about the Bears. You know, even even when they're not a good team, they always seem to give us problems with that front seven of their defense. Uh, Rodgers really struggles against their defense for some reason. So I'm hoping our boy A.J. Dillon can come up big and be that battering ram. For That's a perfect, that Week 12 game against the Bears is a perfect game to find out what that kid's made of. It, obviously, some of the other games before that, too, we'll know with Minnesota yeah. and, and San I'm Francisco. I'm liking that, though. You mentioned that, that running game. It's going to be getting cold at that time. That's why I mentioned Lambo. Even when there's not fans there, it's going to be cold as shit. For sure. And I'm really excited to see the running game and this vision. They have to execute it. I, I keep talking about executing that. But three of those four games, week 10, 11, 12, 13, are at Lambo, right? So yep. this is, this is all right. You get your teeth kicked in week nine after, you know, playing the Niners. You're coming back home to play the Jags. You smash the Jags. You go on the road to play the Colts. It could be a trap game, Robert. I'm not saying it can't be. The Colts can run the football, which is a weakness for us. But they, Great I don't offensive think they can, line, too. Yeah. I don't think they can stop us. I, I just don't think... I'm not worried about the Colts. Right? Like, I look at them. I think that we can go in there. They might be able to run the football. They might be able to do some things. But I think that we're going to be able to put up points on those guys. And I think we'll be able to handle them. Week 12 at home against Chicago, they will play us tough. Right? They always play us tough. It's at night. Fans or no fans, I like our shot against Trubisky or Nick Foles. And honestly, Week 13, who knows what the what the Eagles are going to bring? They've beat us before at, at Lambeau. So I'm not saying they can't beat us there, but us getting them in December, we've never played the Eagles at De in December at Lambeau. Um, and I really like that 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 opportunity for us. So honestly, none of these games scare me, and I'm going to hold strong at 4-0 for the Packers week 10 through 13. I'm with you there, and I think uh, Nick Foles will be throwing to all 10 tight ends on their roster, so they'll be rotating 
those guys in and out at wide receiver. <laughs> all ten of them, man. Like, just keep it, them all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, come on. Like, just ten? Like, I read that and I thought it was fake news. Did Chicago uh, pick up Matt Millen to be their new GM and we just haven't heard about it yet? Or what's going on over there? <laughs> oh, we actually mentioned the Detroit Lions in our in our podcast. They do exist. <laughs> Barely. Hey, we got Barely. The Chicago's going to run the T-bone, guys. <laughs> They're moving the Detroit Lions to Toronto. Mm, yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the more optimistic side. I got 4-0. Zach, you're in a 3-1 camp. Robert, you said 2-2 two because two, you, you're, you're filling a trap game. And then noobs, you in the same? 3-1. 3-1. All right. So we're moving into the final stretch, man. Week 14 through 17. Literally, and the only game I see us losing in this is at on the road at Chicago. And I hate saying that. I would say I actually like us 4-0 this one and mm. there's two really bad matchups so I don't even know why I'm saying that maybe because they're at home but Carolina with Christian McCaffrey and Tennessee with Eric Henry scare me but if they were on the road I'd be a little bit more scared but being at home at Lambeau those teams aren't used to coming to Lambeau I think that gives us a huge edge especially if we have our fans back and I really wish they would flex that uh, Carolina game to Saturday because screw college football I want we'll Saturday see what happens back. but we've proven that we can stop Christian McCaffrey when it matters so yeah I like us against the Carolina Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater, please. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Teddy. I, I would rather face Teddy over a healthy Cam Newton any day of the year. Sign me up for that every day of the week. I still can't believe that boy doesn't have a job. Come on. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what ridiculous. is going on. That grown-ass man don't got a job. Yeah, he's my age. I shouldn't be calling him a boy. He's like six foot five, 255 pounds. He could eat me for breakfast. Yeah, I, I'll be on that. I don't even get that. I mean, Jameis Winston sound. He signed for a million dollars to be Drew Brees' backup. Like, what the hell is going on? The only thing I heard is that Cam has let it be known he is not a backup, which... But now they're leaking stuff saying that he will play to be a backup. So it's just like, the fact that he even has to say that to get a job is beyond me. I I mean, I'm just, I'm baffled by this. Well, here's here's a question we should all ask ourselves about Cam Newton. Can you really name 16 quarterbacks in the lead that he is not better than? I think I cannot find, you know, if, if you're a team that does you know, I think there's of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league, he's got to be in the top 16. He oh, is. Absolutely. That's what's crazy. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. so shocked just, that he even has to beg for a damn job. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. They keep, they keep saying it's because of his injury. Have you guys seen those workout videos on Instagram? That dude looks like he's 24 years old coming out of college. He's healthy as can be, man. Like, and I'd that was it. Is today. he had a freaking broken foot? You know, like I you got to come on. Got to give him a break. The fact that he can't get in to do physical. Uh, physicals right now and that has uh, I heard rumors about a lot of players the reason why it's kind of quiet right now is because they can't get in to do physicals and um, so once that opens up I can see a lot of these free agents falling off the board once they're able to get into teams and get those physicals done yeah but how much money can he I mean we obviously don't know this and I know we're, we got off on a Cam Newton tangent but how much money can that dude even really be asking for the only thing I can think of is he's either asking for an extreme amount of money or teams are just scared to pull the plug because he's a, he's a big personality when he gets in the locker room but dude just wants to win football games I mean how could you not want a guy like that who just wants to win and wants to play I mean he's only what 31 32 years old it's not in quarterback age that's still decent you know it's not old by any means there's 
quarterbacks playing in their 40s now. Yeah, I mean, he's a former MVP and went to the Super Bowl. Like, this is crazy. Going back to uh, the last four weeks of the season, yep. um, y'all are going to think I'm high. I have Green Bay going one and three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep laughing. Keep laughing. Uh, There's a reason behind it. Behind it. Are you Brent, a closet bears? Brent likes being the troll, guys. I'm actually really not does. trolling. So oh historically, if God. you look at when Green Bay fizzles, more often than not, it's because their starters get hurt and they have no depth to um, replace them. That's what I'm looking at right now. Is especially with the bye week being week four. I'm sorry, week five. If Green Bay gets into any injury situation, they don't have a lot of experience to uh, replace those starters. So that's why I have them going one um, one and three right now. But if they're healthy, those last four games. I'd totally flip that to three and one, but that's just what I see right now. Man, you're still on that draft hangover, I think. No, um, I also it has to do with the, the free agents. They didn't sign a lot of free agents to um, address linebacker position, wide receiver position. Devin Funks is all they signed for wide receiver, and uh, um, Kirksey is all they signed for linebacker. They have no depth at linebacker. That's just that's just what I see right now. So Brett, Brett's Brett's going one and three for the Packers against the Lions, the Carolina Panthers, Titans, and the Bears. Okay. Okay. Panthers being the one win. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the Packers do struggle in Detroit, but Barry Sanders isn't playing anymore, Brett. I think uh, I think they're going to be just fine, yeah. man. Bar- Barry Sanders isn't playing, but last year they beat the Lions twice on some bullshit calls. Yeah, they let, uh, if they, they don't let get zero those, seconds. If they don't get those two hand, uh, illegal hands to the face penalties, the Lions beat Green Bay at Lambeau. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, so th- that's where I'm going. All right, Brett, we know you're not drinking the Kool-Aid. What's your final record prediction for the Packers? Seven and nine. Seven and nine after a thirteen and three season. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think you are high, Robert. What's your prediction? <laughs> My prediction is 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 uh, nine and seven is what I'm going with right now. I think there's a chance we could go twelve and four. I think we could also go seven and nine, but I think most likely we're, in a, we're nine and seven. I, I just can't see a thirteen and three team dropping to seven and nine is very likely at all. We'd have to get injuries for that to happen. Of course, Brett would see that. You're, we all know yep. that. Zach, yeah. what's your prediction? <laughs> I got a solid eleven and five. I don't see us as a thirteen win team with that first half of our schedule this year being rough. But honestly, Dex, I'm with you. Those last eight games, they could go 8-0 in those games. It's not likely. That schedule is set up real nice for them. I actually, the beginning half of the year, I'm glad all the first half is rough. So that yeah. way we can take off. As long as we go 500 those first eight games, like yeah. we've talked about, we can st- we can string off seven, eight wins that last eight games. There's, there's some teams there that, you know, like Brett said, injuries go both ways. So I'm not going to stress about injuries. Both teams in the last four weeks of the season are going to have injury issues no matter what team you are. It doesn't matter. Not not all your starters from week one are going to be there week 17. But I think, honestly, 11-5, and five, if they go 11-5 and five with how little they address the receiving core, that means maybe EQ came back this year, made an impact. Maybe MVS learned how to not just run faster than everybody else. He learned how to catch the ball, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe Sternberger made an impact and you know some of our defensive players stepped up. I think 11-5 I think and five with the extra playoff team this year is going to be uh, a real good spot for us. We won't be the number one seed, which sucks because we need to see Rodgers in a championship game at Lambeau again, but I think 11 and 5, and we'll see what happens in playoffs. Man, Zach, I'm with you at 11 and 5, and honestly, the reason why is I do feel really good about the final five of the last eight games being at home. I really feel good about that. I mean, it's going to be cold. This new vision hopefully is taking shape, and we're running that football with A.J. Dillon. Once again, people are forgetting about Devin Funches. Keep saying we didn't address the wide receiver position. We got EQ coming back. We got Reggie Beckleton. We got 
got some of these guys coming into year three. And, you know, whether it's MVS, whether it's I don't know, man, I, we can't we cannot discount Devin Funches coming in when he was healthy. He was a damn good receiver. We got off on the Cam Newton tangent, but he was damn good for Cam, wasn't he? Yeah, Cam loved him. I, you know, and I, shame on me, my Michigan boy, forgetting about my Michigan boy. I think he's going to be a, he's not going to be a superstar or anything, but I think for the price we got him at, I think he's going to be a very solid number two. And, and going back to his years in Carolina, he was the man there for a while. They didn't have anybody else. So for him to have a couple of solid seasons before he left there and not have a bunch of weapons to take some focus off of him, he's got he's got Tay on the other side. You know, he's going to have some weapons. And with this run game, he could have a very solid season and be with the size of that man. He could really cause some problems for opposing defenses. What folks don't realize about Fushus in Carolina is, is that he's the reason why Kelvin Benjamin got cut. Um, he outplayed him and he became the number one wide receiver. And then Kelvin Benjamin didn't like that. And Kelvin Benjamin, as we all know, there's never a buffet he didn't like. And, <laughs> what are him and, and Cheeseburg Eddie are friends? Yeah, I'm sure they are friends. And and uh, the way and basically he outworked him and he outplayed him. And eventually, well, we know what happened to Kelvin Benjamin. He got cut and Fletcher took over the number one role. It's just too bad he got hurt here and there. Yeah, he, he could be he could be huge upside. He could be a legitimate number two out of Adams. There's no question about it. And that, that's going to be a big key in the season. I think we all agree on that, right? I mean, if he plays Absolutely. really well, you know, he could change everything. Yeah. yeah and then and then this whole talk about him about not addressing a freaking wide receiver position can stop. Because I yep. think like they I think he literally feels like he did. And everybody keeps forgetting that he signed a 26 year old Devin Funches. Y'all definitely not drinking the Kool-Aid. We going so, from 13 and three to seven and nine. Brad is pretty crazy. So uh, Robert nine and seven, not too off the wall, but Brett seven and nine is ludicrous. Well, I, I don't think it's far fetched. Seven um, and nine. So it it all depends on two things. I think the schedule is actually set up really well. Um, the first half of it is the hard going to be the hardest part. We've already talked about that with the five games: uh, two against Vikings, Saints, Buccaneers, 49ers. The five hardest games in the schedule. If we can get through that unscathed, I agree with you. We could possibly go eight and zero the last eight games of the season. I just don't see it happening right now. But if we can get through that first eight games, um, five hundred, we have a chance in the division and a, a top seed in the playoffs. But there's a, a lot of ifs that I need to be convinced about. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on the ifs. What record you got them going in the north, Brett? Uh, two and four. Um, winning. You, you have the Packers going two and four in the north. Yes. After they went 6-0 and last year? Oh, my God. Yes. Um, winning at home against the Lions and the Bears, uh, and then losing uh, against the Lions and Bears uh, at uh, Lions and Bears, and losing both against the Vikings. We all know who uh, who our listeners are going to hate on this podcast. <laughs> That's all right. They're going to tune in just to see, like – what I'm going to say next. And then they're going to be like, no, they're going to leave when they hear about. your voice. They're going to be like, fuck, Brett's talking. Brett's saying he's going to have the Skip Bayless effect where he no, just says wait. stupid shit and everybody tunes in just to give him shit on Two Twitter. Two and four in the north. Okay, Robert, we're going to move cool. on to you. What do you got us going in the north? I got us going five and one. I think we'll split with Minnesota, and I think we'll win the rest. Detroit really isn't any better. Chicago is arguably worse, but they're no better. You know, and I think we'll split with Minnesota, and, and I think we'll lose one of those games. And uh, so I, five and one to me seems pretty realistic for, for the North. Zach, what you got us going in the North, bro? I'm exactly the same as Robert. I Five and one's realistic. I think, again, just like Robert said, split with the Vikings. If we do lose another one, I would say we'd also split with the 
Bears, so potential for a four and two, but I'm hopeful we can go five and one after after six and all last year. So I'm gonna run with that five and one in the north. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, a little less uh, like I talked about. I think that last game on the road at Soldier Field could be tough against the Bears. Um, I got us going four and two in the north. Damn sure not going two and four. That's for sure. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> two and four. That's. <laughs> Woo! Well, Brett, I, I I know how Brett operates now. He will be very happy when they're not two and four, though. I don't know. He might like it just so he can say I told you so. No one Brett that troll. They won't be though. No, I'm, not he's a, gonna be, I'm not a dumbass. He's gonna be fan. so happy and he's gonna be like celebrating and telling people to relax so, and all type of shit. Oh no, I'm I'm not a a Ron where I'm like R E L A X. That's how you spell <laughs> relax, right? I'm just curious. <laughs> No, I, I would I would love to see Green Bay go eleven and five. I would love it. I would love to be proved wrong, but right now I just don't see it. That's all. Yeah, seven and nine. You you just you make it seem like they lost all their players. Like they were the ones in the north that lost nine starters. Yeah, Brad, I think you're overreacting a little bit, man, going to seven and nine. Speaking of those nine starters, did uh Xavier Rhodes end up anywhere yet? Gosh, I, yeah, I think Rhodes Brett, you're right are on that. Open. And that, what is he? He's not thirty yet, is he? Or is he thirty? It's crazy to me. That's that's a shocker that he's just well with the COVID stuff, I guess, um, not being able to do any uh, physicals and stuff. Maybe that has a, has a lot to do with it. But yeah, he's thirty. This he's twenty nine right now. He turns thirty in June, so he's still got some PT left in him. Yeah, Zach is looking like man. I was gonna ask. Do so you see the Packers making the playoffs? It looks like me and you are the only ones that are seeing the Packers make the playoffs because Brett and Robert got him. Brett got us going seven and nine. Robert has us going nine and seven. Um, wild card I, for me. Wild card wild, for me, potential wild card for Robert there. So, so he he's definitely on the fence there at nine and seven because that extra playoff uh, team this year could help. But Zach, Zach and I got us going eleven and five and and being a playoff team again. Yeah, I think I think they're definitely going to be a playoff team again. Um, if they have. You know, if the, as long as Rodgers stays healthy, we we have to say that every year too. If Rodgers stays healthy, I think uh, again, if Dylan is healthy and has you know that style of running is just brutal on the body, especially in the NFL. But I don't see how that run game can get worse. Uh, he uh, Jones is going to have to split some of that some of those carries with Dylan, and I think I don't even think Williams makes it out of camp on the roster to be honest. But maybe maybe depending on some of these younger guys. But it's going to be a very interesting season at twelve sixty five. I think. Yeah, I agree, man. If anything, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. I, I, I think having that comfort in year two with Coach LaFleur, that, that means a lot, too. He's no longer, you know, coming in, everybody learning a new scheme. Like, if anything, they should grow in his scheme, so I'm excited about that. Brett, I know you made the point a couple times, fans or no fans in a stadium, that is gonna, that's gonna matter, but that's gonna matter on both sides. That's gonna matter when we're on the road too, so I think that cancels out. So all the points that you're making about us not having a home field advantage, the same could be said when we go on the road. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So I, I think that goes both ways, so in, in the end, I think that's a wash, wouldn't you say? I, I think so, I, but I dislike not having, the idea of not having fans. 
I mean, hell, you and I played high school ball together, and having fans gave you that little extra boost when you're with my slow ass trying to run, you know, hearing someone cheer my name. It was like, no, uh, I felt it like definitely Rudy Rudiger. It uh, definitely <laughs> matters, bro. No, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't matter, and as competitors, um, those pro athletes, it's going to take them some time adjusting to that, too. But uh, they're pros. And in the end, I think once they get out there and they start hitting each other, those competitive juices will just kick in and they're going to play football. I think so. But, you know, one, one thing that's kind of outside of um, the actual playing of the game, though, that I wanted to touch on is Green Bay is the smallest market in all of pro sports. Yeah. And, and it's you know, not close. That will be crippling to their economy to not have fans. I mean, I, you bring this up, man, and, and I th- we touched on this briefly in the chat, but that is a very poignant point. And the fact that if we aren't able to have fans in the stands, they've already said the NFL salary cap will drop by 50 or $60 million next year. That kills a team like Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, that that basically says, Kenny Clark, you are not getting an extension. Um, you're, you know, this player, you're not getting an extension because we don't have the money now because the cap just dropped $60 million on us, right? Like, I, this is scary. I mean, the, the thought of losing that revenue is something that the Green Bay Packers should be terrified at. Well, it, it would not only just the aspect of it hurting the Packers as a team, the city of Green Bay. Oh, is, for sure. For sure. Oh, it'd, it'd be decimated. That. that local economy would just, uh, yeah, it'd be reeling for a very long time. It has to be, and I've never seen the numbers, so I'm just throwing numbers out there. But I would say at a minimum, eight home games for the Green Bay Packers has to bring in a half billion dollars to the Green Bay area for those eight weekends. It has to. That that has to be, you know, what else, what are, why else are people coming to Green Bay if not for the Green Bay Packers? People are not going to Green Bay for fun. They are going for the Green Bay Packers. Zach, you're, you're also missing the two preseason games that they would play at home. Yep. Um, exactly, those yeah, two. And, and, and sell they out. So Green Bay sell out. Yeah, games. family and, night. Imagine and, not having yeah. family night. You know? Yeah, family. And another thing, because Dex and I and, and potentially Robert have already stated this when we make the playoffs, hopefully a home game, you know, that's another added bonus. So And and also uh, practices. I mean, they have thousands of people go to watch a practice. For sure. We're talking practice here. We're talking practice. Practice. Thank you, Zach, for picking Not a up game. what I was throwing down. Not a game. Practice. practice. <laughs> Shout out to AI. Shout out to AI, baby. For sure. The answer, man. One of my all-time faves. Me too. I love that dude. Man, I mean, I think with, that's all I got for guys. I mean, any any last thoughts on the schedule? I think we, we wrapped it up pretty good for people, man. I'd be excited to see what our listeners think. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at PackerBackerPod. Share every episode with your friends. Send us some suggestions on what you want us to talk about. Uh, but we're really excited. I don't know, guys. Any final thoughts on the 2020 Packers schedule no I think we touched on everything Dex I like I like what we talked about for sure yeah let's just hope yeah, we get I, those fans in the stadiums that's the, my big hope for, in this, for uh, the season so upcoming season you know what I mean just so we have football that's the goal up. for the NFL I've seen reports that their yep. goal is to have fans in a stadium they're that's they're, what they're planning, planning for. for that so yep. um there is hope guys fingers crossed that's all we can hope for back to some sort of normalcy Well, as usual, man, it's a pleasure talking about Packer football with you guys, man. Until next week, go Pack Go! Go Go Pack pack Go!